just a quick note on examination of the uh, scapula from um, rehab of the hand, sixth edition examination and management of scapular dysfunction. Um, what is sick scapula? So sick scapula is scapular malposition inferior medial border prominence coracoid pain and malposition dyskinesis of scapular movement what are some of the abnormal scapular movements or dyskinesis scapular motion or abnormal motion that can be seen while examining um, the scapula. One common observed abnormal pattern of scapular motion is shrugging of the scapula, which is a premature or excessive scapular elevation. This has been associated with either rotator cuff pain, uh, weakness, or fatigue. It also, it also can be observed with loss of glenohumeral or shoulder motion. Scapula is a sign of scapular compression for a weak rotator cuff or a stiff shoulder joint. So this shrugging motion has been also associated with overactive upper trapezius muscle. So one common abnormal motion of scapula is shrugging. Shrugging happens if rotator cuff muscles are fatigued, there's pain, or they're weak, or if the glenohumeral joint is stiff. So there is, there is an imbalance. If one muscle is overactive, which is upper trapezius, then rotator cuff muscles should be weak or there should be some joint issues like shoulder stiffness. Another abnormal motion of scapula during examination is when we ask the patient to lower arm from an elevated position, there is a poor eccentric control of the scapula during the downward rotation that appears as a rapid dumping of the scapula instead of a smooth downward rotation of the scapula. So that is another common dyskinesic movement or dyskinesis scapular motion. Another common form of a scapular dyskinesis is scapular winging. That inferior angle or medial border of the scapula become more prominent. Inferior angle prominence would be associated with anterior tilting of the scapula, while medial border prominence 
would be associated with excessive scapular internal rotation. This can happen with long thoracic nerve injury or pectoralis minor tightness. So if there is a weakness of a muscle, it could be due to serratus anterior weakness due to the nerve injury, or it could be due to tightness of a muscle, which can be the pectoralis minor. If this muscle is tight, or if it's overactive, it has the ability to tilt the scapula forward, producing winging of the inferior angle, as well as scapular depression. Also, if there is um, a viral in illness or repetitive trauma or stretching during surgery to long thoracic nerve, that nerve can be injured and can produce weakness of the serratus anterior and results in primary winging, most evident during sagittal plane elevation. The scapula is described as being superiorly elevated and medially translated with the inferior pole medially rotated. Another way of winging that can, can be seen is with a spinal accessory nerve injury that can occur following a blunt trauma, traction, lymph node biopsy in the posterior cervical triangle or radical neck dissection. In the case of trapezius weakness, the shoulder appears depressed with the scapula translated laterally and the inferior angle rotated laterally. Winging will be most apparent with frontal plane abduction to 90 degrees. So these are some of the abnormal motion or mobilities that can be seen in scapula when we examine the scapula. Also to mention that scapula flip sign can be seen with a spinal accessory test. Um, however, there are some other tests for the long thoracic nerve palsy. Um, also, the neck should be evaluated during evaluation of the shoulder or scapula to rule out other issues related to um, cervical neck, like the cervical radiculopathy or um, other, related, uh, other injuries related to the neck. Thank you. Examine scapula and nerve palsy. Long thoracic nerve palsy has three different tests. One is serratus anterior isolation test. The test activates the serratus anterior muscle without glenohumeral motion. Um, in order to do the test, the patient places the arms at the side in external rotation, then the patient actively protracts and slightly elevates the scapula. 
A positive test is when the inability to fully protract equal to the uninvolved side. Then the examiner can apply resistance by placing a hand on the patient's back medial to the scapula and the other over the crocoid process and anterior shoulder. The examiner tries to push the scapula posteriorly. A positive test is the ability to significantly displace the scapula posteriorly. The patient's inability to move the scapula into a protracted and elevated position or easy posterior scapular displacement upon the examiner's resistance indicates neural involvement or the nerve palsy. It indicates the long thoracic nerve palsy for serratus anterior. This test was called serratus anterior isolation test. Plus sign test. The patient is asked to lift the arm to 90 degrees in the sagittal plane and reach forward without rotating the body while maintaining humeral external rotation. The, the test is positive when the medial winging increases. A positive test almost always indicates a long thoracic nerve palsy. However, there would be a possibility of posterior glenohumeral subluxation that can be considered. How we rule out if there is a posterior glenohumeral instability versus the long thoracic nerve? To help determine if posterior instability is the cause, the external rotation stabilizing maneuver test or ERSM can be performed along with the full instability examination. Stability gained by ES ERSM is thought to result because humeral external rotation tightens up the RCI and activates the posterior cuff. Additionally, elevating the arm in external rotation has been found to maximally recruit the serratus anterior. The third test for long thoracic nerve palsy is resisted functional flexion test. The patient is asked to place the arm at approximately about 135 degrees of sagittal plane flexion, then we resist shoulder flexion while palpating the inferior scapular angle. The patient should be able to keep this the, the inferior angle fixed on the thoracic wall during resistance. Significant inferior angle or medial border displacement with minimal forces indicates an LTN or long thoracic nerve palsy. If part of the, this muscle has been re-innervated, less displacement happens. Performing a plus test or maneuver before resisting flexion inhibits lower trapezius substitution.
sometimes long thoracic nerve palsy happens due to um, poor muscle control as well. Spinal accessory nerve palsy. Signs that shows there is a spinal accessory nerve palsy um, can be seen through different tests. One of them is scapular flip sign. The scapular flip sign is elevated by resisting the shoulder external rotators. How to do the test patient's arm is placed at the side in neutral rotation. Then the examiner stands at the patient's side so the scapula can be observed. The patient is asked to push their wrist into the examiner's hand, external rotation, actually. A positive scapular flip sign occurs when the medial border of the scapula lifts or flips from the thoracic wall. This occurs because the medial and lower trapezius normal tethering effect is lost secondary to a nerve palsy, spinal accessory nerve palsy. Middle trapezius testing. Another test is that the patient is placed prone on a stomach and examiner manually lifts the scapula into anatomic position. The patient's arm is placed at 90 degree full horizontal abduction and external rotation. Then the patient is instructed to hold the arm in this position with the thumb up. The middle trapezius fibers should be palpated. Resistance is given at the posterior angle of the scapula or at the wrist. The examiner attempts to push the scapula into abduction or the arm to the ground. Substitution by the rhomboids can be seen actually in this test. Lower trapezius testing. The patient is placed prone and the examiner manually lifts the scapula into anatomic position. Then the examiner places the arm in approximately 135 degrees of elevation. The patient is instructed to hold the arm with the thumb up. The lower trapezius fibers are palpated. Resistance is given at the posterior angle of the scapula or at the wrist. The examiner attempts to push the scapula into abduction and elevation or the arm to the ground.